Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia. My name is Anna Faye, and today I'm joined by Jennifer Sturgeon. One of my favorite activities for tourists that come to Bratislava is we do have homeless here. And there's very small acts of kindness that can make a difference. Paying for a little groceries or for a meal spreads joy for that person's day. She's an American volunteer living in Bratislava, and she's going to tell us all about volunteering here. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Jennifer, you're a full-time volunteer here in Slovakia. Uh, so can you explain what first brought you to Slovakia and how long have you called it home? We've been here for almost two years, and we love every moment of it. My husband is assigned to the U.S. Embassy here, so we are a diplomat family. Okay, and so if you're part of a diplomat family, I imagine you've spent a lot of time overseas. What are some other places uh, you've lived in? We've lived all over the United States, Germany, Poland, and now Slovakia. And this is our 12th assignment in 19 years. Whew, okay, that might be a little tiring, I imagine, but <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, and how do the other countries compare to Slovakia for you, uh, the, the countries you've lived in previously? I love all the countries. Every country has something unique about it. Mm -hmm. It's all about having a positive attitude. Each country has something to offer. I love the different cultures, the languages, and the food. And I love traveling. And being in Bratislava, it is so easy to travel to other countries. It's a great hub. Yeah, for sure. Part of Europe is really nice. <laughs> uh, so why do you choose to volunteer? I understand that you've done it for a while now, but it's a lot of work, and of course you don't get paid for that work. So why do you choose to volunteer? I choose to volunteer because it makes a difference. I like to impact the lives of others, mm -hmm. and I'm inspired by other volunteers. I started volunteering when I was in high school and have continued since. I had the seed plant in my heart when I was a little girl in Germany, and I went to an orphanage for the first time. It was such an impactful experience for me, and that always stuck with me. Uh, when you volunteer, you get real-world experience with a nonprofit organization. You come together with other like-minded people that want to foster an atmosphere of giving and serving, and you also get something out of it because with each place— there are skills that you learn that you carry forward with you, and it's an easier way to start learning a language. And when you volunteer, especially like in a place in Bratislava and Slovakia, mm -hmm. you become a part of the community. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. And as I understand it, you're part of the International uh, Women's Club. And uh, through that club, uh, you organized a very large charity event. So can you uh, tell us what that event was, what the goal was, and maybe some challenges and, you know, rewarding experiences from this event? Sure. The Christmas Charity Bazaar is held every year in November on the last Sunday. And it brings together the whole diplomatic community from embassies, consulates, representatives, businesses, other nonprofit organization, local clubs, international schools, it's all coming together to celebrate friendship, culture, diversity, and each country has a table, and they can showcase their food, their clothing, the decorations, partake in performances during the day, and then by bringing all these people together, we're also raising money, and all the money raised stays in Slovakia and goes to nonprofit organizations. 
Okay, that's really cool. And so I imagine this was a really big undertaking. Approximately how much time uh, beforehand do you start planning and how many volunteers are involved in this event? So on my charity committee, I had 20 ladies helping Mm -hmm. that came up to all the charity meetings, helped with all the planning. And then the day of the event, we had over 300 volunteers to make it happen. The amount of time it takes... I started in April last year, and it started with a few (laughs) hours a week, and then it was up to 10 hours, and then I was regularly working over over the summer, and then it was an easy 20 hours, and by September, it's 30 hours, and then up to 40 or more. It's a full time commitment, but it's also what you make of it. And I had an amazing team that came together, so everyone knew what their part was, Mm -hmm. and everyone could take ownership. Of, of their section. And it was just coming and working together. Yeah, that sounds really cool. But yeah, Christmas, it sounds like it's a all-year event. You have to start thinking about it in April. So <laughs> It is, because after the event in November, you're still writing a report about the whole event, right, okay. what works, what didn't work, <laughs> what can we change. And then by January, February, you're already starting the planning for the next year. Wow. Okay. So that's a big undertaking, but it sounds like a really cool event. And so, yeah, you're from the U.S. And, you know, when I was in the U.S. volunteering, it's quite common. And even in high school, sometimes they require you volunteer a certain amount of hours before graduating. Um, And yeah, a lot of people tend to volunteer there. Is it as common to volunteer here in Slovakia? How does sort of the volunteer culture compare or contrast? (laughs) Well, I found with the international schools here, Everyone volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have their pro- projects, and all the international schools are also invited to the bazaar. The Quali School International in Chamarine mm-hmm. has an American curriculum, and for example, um, not only do they participate in the bazaar, but they also have a humanitarian club, and they went to a nursing home recently, and then they also volunteered with the cancer ward. Mm-hmm. I found that even with the United States, it is such a huge country. A lot of schools volunteer, not so many require it, but what works for one community might not work for another community. What might work for a population in California might not work for a community in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Slovakia, I mean, do you think there's a difference between Western and Eastern Slovakia from what you've you know heard or seen uh, as far as volunteering goes? Here, I kind of get more, why would you volunteer? I'm Mm -hmm. asked that all the time. Why would you volunteer? (laughs) Or, oh, that hasn't been done before. Why are you doing it like that? (laughs) Of course, you know, uh, for you, it's a very rewarding experience, and and for many it is. Uh, But volunteering, it it can be really hard work, and um, especially in an international setting where you have to sort of think maybe about the language barrier or some cultural customs. Uh, Have you ever run into a bit of a challenge in that sense, not just in Slovakia, but in Germany and the other places you've been to? Language is a challenge. Mm -hmm. That's my challenge here. I wish I can just learn it so much easier and faster than I do. But also with my setting that I have been in, Um, with my church volunteering, I always have someone with me that speaks Slovak. And that was the same with the charity committee with the International Women's Club. We have women from around the world. And then we also have Slovak ladies that are part of the club, and they can help with the translating. 
Mm. And yeah, what is it like to be in an international women's club? Do you sort of uh, share cultures? Uh, I don't know, be it like food and customs and holidays uh, with one another? We do. We have mm -hmm. events throughout the whole year, and we love bringing together people's cultures and sharing ideas. And it's also reflected in our newsletter. Like this past month, we were focusing on India and the colors of India. It's also the season of their weddings and learning more about it, but then also going to a restaurant to have local food and the cuisine of the country. Yeah, that sounds great. So it's a good, you know, learning, you know, cultural learning experience. Really. It is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of big cities have an international women's club. So it's nice when mm -hmm. you're moving around Europe or you're moving, you can connect with the country you're going to or the capital and ask if they have a women's club and it brings you together with other like-minded women mm -hmm. that love to be global citizens love the culture they want to explore you don't want to just stay at home you want to put yourself out there and it's a learning and growing experience okay great and so what are maybe some short-term volunteering possibilities uh, for people who are just traveling through Slovakia or don't plan on staying for more than a few months do you know of any that you can recommend one of my favorite activities for tourists that come to Bratislava is we do have homeless here. Mm -hmm. And there's very small acts of kindness that can make a difference. And that could be simple from paying for a meal for somebody, mm -hmm. um, especially when you go to a place like Lidl. Yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. in the my Tesco, Bratislava, my Bratislava area. Paying for a little groceries or for a meal, doing a little act of kindness spreads joy for that person's day and can make a difference and sometimes making a difference is just one person at a time just how yawning is contagious so is smiling I really like that <laughs> and smiling just brings out joy too with people and for tourists that come through and they're just here shortly if you're not using all your toiletry items at your hotel that's one of my favorite things that's simple, it's easy, it's almost it's free for you just to pass on to someone else in need. We also have a huge homeless shelter here that's near the airport. It's called okay. DePaul, mm -hmm. and that's an easy way to bring donations. Okay, good to know, yeah. Um, they don't have anyone staying there during the day. It's only a night shelter. So if you go to the day and you want to bring donations, it's a safe environment, and then you can see what a true shelter looks like in Bratislava, and it's the biggest one, too. Okay, that's really good to know. Um, and would you happen to know if there's, uh, you know, in the U.S. we have a lot of uh, community kitchens or soup kitchens. Do you know if there's one in Bratislava? We do have one near mm -hmm. Old Town. It's called Vargas. Okay. And they also have a clothing closet. It's a soup kitchen, mm -hmm. and they do street work also. And then another favorite one of mine is Impulse. Mm -hmm. And Impulse is an organization that helps the mental disabled. And they make amazing pottery and candles. And it's oh, a great yeah. place to go to support a nonprofit organization, but then to give as a gift to somebody else or a special me memento to bring back from Bratislava. And those little acts like that would make a difference here. 
Yeah, I um I think they actually came to uh, sell their products uh, to our church, and yeah, really beautiful candles. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good tip. And also, I do know of there's uh, in some parts of Slovakia you can volunteer to help clean a castle. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're looking to immerse yourself in historical Slovakia, and also a while back we talked about dog walking. And at some animal shelters, you can go and volunteer to walk a dog, as far as I know. So lots of tips for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, there is a great shelter near Tesco Lamash. Ah, okay. That's good to know. And you do have to register to be a volunteer. Okay. Um, but they give you a card. It costs one euro. And then you can go anytime to walk the dogs. Oh, that sounds amazing. We love dogs. (laughs) You're also a mother. Uh, So, you know, volunteering, it's such a big part of your life. Uh, Are you starting to pass down your love of volunteering to them? I am. My boys, they see me volunteering all the time, and they also partake in volunteering. Um, They've seen me as an advocate, volunteering at church, volunteering at their schools, and with other nonprofit organizations, like they saw with the bazaar here. Um, which was the biggest event I have organized so far. And I planted the seed in their heart at a young age. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's becoming a lifestyle to care and to think about others. And now that they are 14 and 16, they can help partake and choose who they want to volunteer for by what's important to them. Okay, that's really cool to hear. And so how much longer will you be in Slovakia, do you know? Or, or is there a next destination in, in the future? <laughs> there is a next destination. We mm-hmm. are moving back to the U.S. this summer. Wow, okay. Well, that's really exciting. <laughs> it is, but we're going to miss it so much here. I can imagine, I can imagine. We love, we love the big, small city. <laughs> uh, so, Jen, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you like traveling around Slovakia and have recommendations you would like to share with our listeners, let us know at spectator at spectator.sk or on Facebook. For full information about traveling in Slovakia, visit shop.spectator.sk to buy our spectacular Slovakia travel guides. This podcast is available on spectator.sk, SoundCloud, or iTunes with new episodes out every Wednesday evening. This was Spectacular Slovakia with Anna Fay. Brought to you by the Slovak Spectator, Slovakia's English-language newspaper. A special thanks to Tomáš Vybar for post-production of this podcast.